0: New York New York big city
1: of dreams I'm coming straight out, out. New York New York big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Time Show. Here give me that next talk. A day late if you knew what I had to do to get this show to even pop off man 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 you would blow your head but the Knicks lost to the Nets last night if you didn't know 107 to 110 led by our Julius Randle who gave you 26 points, shot 52 percent from the field 42 percent for three and four assists also another 24 points from RJ Barrett Evan Fournier had a good game Uh, his once in a while good game with 25 points and the unsung hero Sims I like to call the New Noel replacement gives you six points 10 rebounds and one block and we finally gonna talk about it I know you guys really wanted to bet yesterday like, man, technical difficulties are technical difficulties. We're going to talk all about it today with your boy, Jay Ellison. Shout out to Knicks Nation. Shout out to the chat. Shout, shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. All right, man. Let, let, let's get to it. And before I even get started, man, we're going hit that like button, subscribe button, and, you know, help comment. It helps the algorithm, algorithm and helps KOT climb the youtube charts. So shout out to everybody who's rocking with us tonight shout, man this woof y'all don't even know man y'all don't even know what i had to go through to even get the second show going but man we here i appreciate y'all i appreciate y'all for even being here yo shout out to Telem alejandro shout out to supporters shout out to Fritz alessandro who's here on a, on on a uh, who's who shout out to everybody who's here on the back is, is, is the intro is everything good is everything good everything's freezing Shout out to Tal Alejandro. Shout out to um to Fritz Alessandro who's here on another night. We didn't have to be. Shout out to Drip more. Uh, shout out to people who's here earlier. I was wondering what happened. Wilton Mena of Jeffrey Easton. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. I'm just glad to get this show off the ground and really talk some Knicks basketball. All right, now, sheesh, let's get let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right, um, now before I even get into the game I just want to talk overview of the Knicks in general right we kind of reaching a critical juncture of the season not even critical juncture we're, we're, I feel like the Knicks are in a position where they're doing well enough to kind of chase their tail tail and if they don't reach their goal, the end of the season ends up being like maybe a more of a bigger failure than it's supposed to be, and that's what I'm worried about, right? Because the success of the season, um, to me or to most of next nation, mind you, kind of has to do with a few things. One being, do we make the playoffs? Do we make the play-in? Do we do we uh, make significant progress in the playoff and, and build off the success of last season, right? Two, it also has to deal with. The youth, are the youth building? Are the youth getting experience? Are they reaching that next level? And the NBA, they they put out this play in thing and is doing what it's intended to do. it's making teams want to chase a carrot, right? Because I, f- I feel like that's what's happening with the Knicks right now. We got on a three game winning streak, and we're chasing this carrot of a play in. Meanwhile, we're still way under a five hundred team, which is not where you want to be in the NBA. And it, I feel like at this point, we're kind of, uh, we, it, it's setting us back a little bit. Because cause now, if you're looking at Tankathon, right? We're looking at Tankathon. We're scoring over here by the Knicks. These are the tough games left. The Knicks have 14 games left. One against Miami, one against Utah, one against the Bulls, one against the Cavs, one against Toronto, one against the Nets. But we have very winnable games against the Orlando Magic. Detroit Pistons, the Portland Trailblazers, the Wizards, KP in them, and the Charlotte Hornets. So it's easy to see why the Knicks would try to go for a push. But going for this push is very dangerous because if we miss the play in and we still fail to develop some of the, these youth for the last few games, it makes everything look worse. Now, if we make the play in, it still is. I'm not sure what the benefits are even making the play in at this point, unless. A miracle happens because I don't see us beating a top seed in the East. I really don't. So I, I kind of feel like we're in this weird spot where it's damned if we do, damned if we don't. If we made the play we get like a, a, a swift first round exit, and then we still don't have significant minutes for uh McBride and Grimes and things of that nature and Sims, who we're about to talk about in a minute. Uh, and so I'm I'm very worried of what's happening right now, and at this point, it's, it's we kind of too far down the rabbit hole to even switch directions. <laughs> but at this point, with this this net this loss to the Nets, I'm I'm in my mind, I kind of still want to pack it in right now, but I already know that's not that's not what they want to happen. I already know that's not what they want to happen. It's a slim pickings right now. We really it is really can be touch and go whether we make that plan. Granted, we have some games against Charlotte. That are winnable, but I I don't... Man, I don't even want to go for it. I don't. I really don't want to go for it. But at this point, they're athletes. They're athletes. They're competitors. If I was on the basketball court, if I was playing for the Knicks as an NBA player, I would feel some type of way if my coach was telling me to quit. If the front office was telling me to, to quit. As, as a competitor. As a human. So I get... I get their outlook. And I don't blame them for it. Right? But at the same time, like big picture I feel like man maybe it's time to I want to play the youth a little bit more I want to play the youth a little bit more and to to drive that point point home I want to talk about Sims right now and I see Chris S says the Hawks just won yeah the Hawks just won I know the Hawks the Hawks schedule I don't think is a, is a, is a crazy one either and um hold on let me get to the cleaning the Hawks schedule. See, look, okay. Because if, if, if you are scrolling right now, this is the Knicks schedule. Rank number twenty-three. Hawks schedule. Where are the Hawks ranked? Looking, looking, looking. Because I know the Hawks had an easy, had an easy game today. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be tough, man. It's gonna to be tough. Now I know we have the Hawks' number, and we, the Hawks, played Grizzlies. Tough games against the Hawks have fourteen games left as well. One, two, three, four, five, six games are against, uh, quote unquote tough teams. And one, two, three, four, five. I feel like I'm miscounting something. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. That doesn't seem right. Oh, couldn't the Memphis played again? Play the game today. And right now, we're trailing the Hawks. So it seems like Slim Pickens. Now, if we beat the Hawks, that's one game. That's a one-game jump. So that would help tremendously if we beat the Hawks. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I want to talk about something else right now. Now that we're talking about the youth, I want to talk about somebody else. I want to talk about the... I want to talk about Nerland's Noel on steroids, all right? And his name is Jericho Sims. People would like to call him the Wall of Jericho, right? Jericho is interesting, right? Jericho only scored six points, had 10 rebounds, two assists, one block. But if you're looking at the plus minus... And hold on, let me. Look, let me give you give y'all guys a look. Highest plus minus on the night at plus 20. Sorry, shout out to Jericho Sims. Highest plus minus on the night at plus 20. And and what does Jericho do for you? Jericho Sims is kind of like Nerlens the Well. Where Nerlens Noel well is able to kind of sprint and recover, Jericho can do the same thing. But the, the big difference between uh, Jericho Sims and Noel is Noel. Uh, Jericho Sims can actually catch the ball. All right, Jericho Sims can actually catch the ball. Um. <laughs> So, and I, it's funny because I feel like Jericho actually outplayed Mitch a little bit last night, which is why he got most of the minutes. But here, and, but here's what I'm talking about, about playing the youth. This, I feel like the front office at this time kind of forced their hand and forced Tibbs to play Jericho Sims. And it's crazy because in these last three games, if you listen to the program, I've been complaining that although he's been playing well in his stints, he's only been getting five or ten minutes in the last few games. Yesterday... Yesterday, uh, the coach once again tried to play Taj against these huge seven-foot centers, which I don't understand. He put in Taj, I think, for like a, a grand total of one minute, I think, before he came to his senses. Because like, t- cause, cause you already know, Tizby be tibbing. Tibbs likes to stick to his Tibb formula, where he just likes to lean on the vets. But Taj played a minute and 43 seconds. And quickly found out that wasn't the way to go. And and Jericho did a good job of executing the rule of verticality, blocking shots, um, switching on to younger guards, the the smaller guards, and doubling Durant in the fourth quarter and going back to his man. Now, granted, when it got to the end of the game, Durant adjusted. And at that time, uh, Durant adjusted. And after he got the double... He was passing the ball back and relocating until the double went away. And at that point, that's when Jericho has to kind of give multiple efforts and double again. But that's something that uh, experience will teach you. That's something that giving minutes will teach you. You know what I mean? And that's why we need to play the youth. At this point, I just don't feel like playing for the playing is even worth it to me. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of starting to get off that train. Shout out to Jay Boogie. Jay Boogie says the Hornet schedule is about to get brutal. It's a whole lot of potential to catch them guys. Shout out to the chat and JL. Tar- uh, target that uh, that button. Please salute, salute, salute. Capital S. Shout out to my guy Jay Boogie. Yeah, I've been seeing a lot of like arguments about Sims versus Mitch too, which is interesting. I don't. I don't think it has to be a Sims versus Mitch thing. I don't think it could be like a Sims and Mitch thing. But here's the thing. I'm not stupid either. I, I do feel like the Knicks drafted Sims as a Mitch safety net. Just in case he was a, he's going to leave. And Sims does a lot of good things. But Mitch does something. As, both Sims and Mitch kind of give you... Two sides of the same coin Where they're both Really good defensively But is a little bit more mobile Like you saw In that fourth quarter When Sometimes Mitch struggles To Mitch is Mitch is Is used to playing Drop coverage On pick and roll And when you Playing pick and roll With Durant You kind of have to Run all the way up To the three point line And stop Durant from getting a driver lane to the hole. And causing havoc. And I think that's a lot of reason. Around why Mitchell Robertson sat yesterday. In places sins Because he wasn't really doing that consistently. On top of that I do feel like Andre Drummond. Was giving him a little bit of problems. Um, although Mitch did have some good moments. But. If you if you want to. Contain KD. Which is honestly we, we didn't really do. He scored 53 points. Um. You need a big who's versatile enough to, to move at that high speed and go onto that pick and recover back to his man, and that's, and that's something that Sims does. But what Mitch does is he actually he blocks shots and he offenses rebounds. Uh, to me, Jericho is probably better at the defensive rebound. Even though he does give you some offensive rebounding prowess, Jericho Sims does a great job, more of a, be, a better job defensive rebounding. So I think there's a world where both of these guys can exist at the same time. So I don't, I don't really get the the Jericho Sims versus Mitchell Robinson thing. To be honest with you, like the only way I'll get rid of Mitch is if we have to get rid of Mitch because he's, because uh, you know he says he wants to leave and he wants to go somewhere for another bag. Then you know, you know what my deal is: we go, we get him from Obama, or something like that. A stretch, a stretch five who can help our team moving forward, especially guys like R.J. Barrett because I feel like R.J Barrett right now is kind of struggling um even though we, even though RJ Barrett he's scoring 24 points a game in March and it had a really good very very good uh February I feel like R.J Barrett is um I'm sorry I feel like RJ Barrett is struggling. In February, RJ Barrett was averaging 28 points a game in February. March, his averages dropped to 24 points a game. Although uh his his free throws rose to about 30 to 80 percent. His field goals right now in March is at 39%, which is atrocious for RJ Barrett. And, and here's the thing: his his usage rate, RJ Barrett's usage rate has gone up a lot. And um here's the thing. Like, the reason why we mostly why we lost this game yesterday was because it's, it's a talent gap, right? It's basically a talent gap. You, you gotta give these Knicks credit. They fought, they fought with Phoenix, they fought with the Grizzlies. Everybody said they were out. We wanted to tank for the longest time. This team has been in it mentally. After the All-Star break, despite what this fan base thinks, the fight with anybody thinks, they've been actually competing. And they were actually in this game. But everything came down to talent. And here's the thing. We already know RJ Barrett's bread and butter is getting to that left hand and finishing at the basket with regularity. Now, we already know yesterday, I do feel like he got the the wrong end of some bad non-foul calls, but also that consistency that he was starting this show when he was finishing at the rim last month, he wasn't really doing that yesterday. He hasn't been doing that in the the month of March, shooting 39% from the field. And if we want to pick, if we want to start to beat these teams... As much as RJ has gone gotten better, he's he's averaging 24 points a game in March, which is great. With his usage rate being as high as it is, for us to have even a chance, his field goal percentage has to go up. Like it's not even, it's not even a thing. It has to go up. And so I love, and this is all in love. I'm not saying trade RJ. I'm not saying any of that. But um, we have like. 14 more games for him to get to like really try to turn that thing around. I know RJ is harder on himself than anybody else. So I already know he sees the numbers and wants to do it to sue to whom to too. But at some point we have to get both of these things working together. At, at one point the free throw percentage is down and the field goal percentage is up. Next month, the field goal percentage is up and the free throw percentage is down. We need to get both of these things up at the same time. And then you'll about then you'll really start to see RJ Barrett really take a scoring leap. All right. No. So let's go. I know a shout out to the chat real quick. And let's go to the phone calls real quick. I know the first call up we got is tell them. Tell them. Let us know what you want to talk about, sir. Testing. 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 Testing.
0: Hey, hey, how you doing tonight, Jay ellis Hey, how you doing tonight, KOT Show? What's going on, everybody? Yo, first <laughs> things first, J-Ellis. Yeah. Yo, technical difficulties? They, they lost the 3-1 lead, boy. They tried to take you out, you feel me? They did. They tried to take you out, <laughs> they did. but you beat them. Way to fight back, way to stay <laughs> resilient. And give us the stream that we wanted, Maybe the stream that we needed after the Brooklyn L. So, boom. Obviously, Kevin Durant was a monster, and he killed us. And it sucks because, you know, he don't got no Kyrie or no Simmons. And, yeah. you know, if he did in the future, you know, it'd probably be, a, you know, a hard beatdown from Brooklyn. But um, it. at least, you know, we not folding. I like that we're competing, you yeah. feel me? When you look at the same night, the the L.A. Lakers, they out here getting packed out crazy, 46-22 to 22 by the end of the first quarter. And they got LeBron. So we out here competing. And as a fan, as a prideful fan, I'm happy that we're competing. Right. Now, as far as you said, one thing you said, Jay Ellis, you was like, "Yo, you don't really want to um, go for the play-in. I feel you on that, but here's the thing. What you want is the same thing I want. We want to play-in with the baby, you feel me? Yeah. The way that we going for the play-in is the Dibs' way, you feel me? Yeah. And we don't like that. We don't like his way where Burks is getting 30-plus minutes, you feel me? Yeah. Randall's getting to run point forward at, at certain points where um, it may lead to turnovers and, you know, just bad chemistry on offense. It's certain stuff that um, we're not liking right now as far as, like, playing competitive. We just want, we want to see the dudes get loose, man. Yeah. We want to see our babies get healthy. And um, we want to see more Sims. Definitely a lot to see more Sims. Sims. Facts. Look at how, look at how crazy um, the little one-minute-and-change Gibson got and where he got bodied up crazy by Andre Drummond. Yeah. Now, I will say this, though. I will say this. I don't want to give Coach Tibbs too much love because I don't rock with him. But him making that adjustment, peeping that Gibson's getting bodied, and then um, not playing them no more for the rest of the game, that was good. That was good. Because I feel like Coach Tibbs hasn't done enough of that throughout the season. You're right. But also, Jay Ellis, it could be because he feel like he coached for his job. Now he's willing to make those adjustments that he wasn't willing to make for almost two seasons now. You feel me? Yeah, I agree. I think um, he really got spooked when they pulled him, called him into the office during the All-Star break. And, like, the first three games, the two Sixers games – and the Suns game, he still was coaching the game. Um, he still was distributing minutes how he wanted to. But then he started easing up after the Cam Johnson game. He started easing up. Yep. And the kids got a little bit of burn, but still, I'm like you. I ain't going to lie. I want them to get heavy burn. Yeah. I'm fully committed to letting them play. And if they get us into playing, that'd be amazing. But if not, so be it. At least we got to see what they got. And yeah. then we know. Who we could move this offseason. Like, boom, we played this guy. All right. We trying to get a, a, a Shea Gilgis-Alexander trade or a Donovan Mitchell trade. Put him in the trade. I'm just giving you an example. You feel me? You're right. But it's going to be mad important to see them play. I, I hope that um, they stay competitive. If we lose, lose by three. You feel me? Don't, don't get smacked. Yeah, don't get smacked. Like the Lakers. That's, I'm not with that. I'm not with that. And um, I like both Mitch and Sims. Me too. I, I don't know. If Sims has an injury problem, I feel like Mitch does get hurt. Yeah. So if Mitch is expensive, JLS, I'm not with it because you know he gets injured sometimes. Right. Other than that, you saw the sexy block on the KD jump. That shot. was
1: man. That,
0: we've, we've, bro. Yeah, that was crazy, right? We've seen a lot of good stuff from Mitch, and you know ultimately we want to keep him. We want to resign him, but the price got to be right. And if it ain't right, we got. We got the wall of Jericho man. Yeah, we got
1: boys. the wall of Jericho. The wall
0: of Jericho Yeah, already. man. We got him. You feel me? So, what do you think, j What do you think the rest of this season is going to look like? Is Coach Tibbs going to lighten up? Is he going to lighten up, or is he seeing for D-Rose to get back so he could give him the
1: whole game yeah. of minutes? Yo, man, I feel like D-Rose is, is, is chomping at the bits, and D- and, and Tibbs is going to mm. put him in the same. Like, we're, we're too close. We're not statistically out of it. We're not statistically out of yeah. it. And I feel like... Once D Rose gets back, it's gonna be a wrap. Once Grimes and D Rose is back, it's a wrap for Deuce. That's the way I see it right now. That, that's really the way I see it right now. Because even though I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking at the like I looked at the game yesterday, right?
0: And I ain't gonna lie, guys.
1: Like Deuce has been tearing up the D League, the G League. I mean, mm-hmm. and he really hasn't had enough touches to really make like uh, a judgment call on what he can be. On offense? On offense, on offense, right? Because he's mm-hmm. been mainly. you talking about the Deuce. you talking yeah, about the Deuce. I'm talking about the Deuce, because mm-hmm. on offense. Mm-hmm. But as what I've seen so far from Deuce, when he's been up with the Knicks squad, is he has problems, like, creating separation on the offensive end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes time to, mm-hmm. like, break down a defense, when it comes time to look for his own shot, I feel like he's having problems, kind of, creating separation to go to a jumper or going by people to set up other people on himself. So I'm, like, a little. I'm like so, because he hasn't shown that in his stint so far. Yeah, well, I feel like when Grimes comes back or Derrick Rose comes back, like we're not gonna really see him. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I, I, there
0: was some times, um, during during the game where, um, if it wasn't this Brooklyn game, it was the game previous where McBride got a switch of a big man and he couldn't break him down, like you know, like right. smaller guards. Take advantage of, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. But I mean, I ain't gonna lie. O- Obi came back. I was happy about that. And there was a play where the Deuce drove. I think Obi was in the corner, and Obi sprayed his second three. And right. then um, the coach feinted out and sub McBride for um for for Burks. I was so upset.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like he he's a really right now. From what I've seen from McBride, he's like a really good like. He's, he's showing like a good team guy. Like, I'm gonna set the pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the yeah. pass, the open pass. Yeah. I'm gonna, he can throw a nice little alley on the fly. We saw he threw the alley to RJ Barrett in the other game. Um, the, yeah. three, the three point, I feel like a three point shot will, will fall. He just, I don't know. He just, he just needs to get the reps. Yeah. He's, he's showing that. But like, for him to stick on his team, he's gonna have to hit more shots. And he has to, like, figure out a way to get more involved in the offense with the ball in his hand and create. Like that's that's the only way I see him like actually getting minutes. But from what I've seen, he's been a plus. He's been a plus on a defensive yeah, end, and yeah, when yeah. him and IQ together have been great. But it's it's, yeah, it's yeah, gonna be sticky yeah. for him, man. It's gonna be sticky for him.
0: Yo, uh, yo, imagine a lineup with IQ McBride, Reddish, Grimes, RJ, the Mitchell Sims. Yeah. What? Oh, I forgot. I left out Obi. Yeah. Obi, look at that. See how deep we are with baby. Hmm. Yo. I'm staying optimistic. I'm fine losing close games because it helps with ping pong balls. But I'm also fine, you know, winning some games with the babies because I ain't no folder. I ain't quitting. We got two games against Charlotte, two Porzingis games, and a Hawks game in the Garden. So I'm still looking for smoke. Right, i'm just letting that be known.
1: i'm looking for smoke too i feel you like I, i'm not i'm not a guy who can root for losing that's not in my dna yeah, to right. be like oh i hope the team loses today like you see right, right. like i be i'm mad depressed i would be mad depressed when I just, yeah. happen, I just happen i just happen i just happen to do a show so i put it on a happy face but i'd be mad depressed right, right. When lose, and i just like word you know, i feel you no nah, i feel you <laughs> messes up my mood too i don't like i don't like the you know. i like it. Stuff, but I like, I like what you said though like if if we are playing the kids and making the play in, then I'm fine with that. That's the wave. I'm I'm fine with that. Um Will that happen Word. all the way? Uh, I'm happy that Deuce is even getting 20 minutes right now. Even he got 11 minutes yesterday. Word. <laughs> Word. But Word. He, he,
0: It's looking like Deuce is getting more minutes than Obi. Obi's in the
1: doghouse. Well, hope, Obi's behind Randall, so you already know how that is, man. Obi's are, is behind, yeah. behind Randall, and shout out to Obi. Um, because there was a there was a lineup yesterday, and you know what the Nets the Nets beat us because they have Kevin Durant. Like that's, that's pretty much what it is. Because yeah. you, you saw what happened when Kevin Durant sat down, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started chipping away.
1: <laughs> yeah, Kevin Durant sat down. We had we had the, we had our youngsters in there. We had McBride in there. We had IQ in there. We had Ob. Shout out to Ob's back. We had Sims in there. Um, we had the youth the youth them in there and ran the table. And then and then KD was like, "Oh nah, give me back in the game." Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that that, that spelled the, that spelled the end of Obi because I and you know normally I would like to run Obi, but Obi's first game back playing against KD is like <laughs> like that's baptism. We're, we're by,
0: get ready for this matchup yet.
1: That's baptism by fire. That's baptism by fire. If I if I ever heard something. so I, I kind of get it, but um, it's funny because we kind of lost the game really. In that fourth quarter, not lost it, but it contributed to it. When we went back to that bench and Randall couldn't play. I think Randall might've been in foul trouble. I'm not sure. And we went, back with, we went back to the kids and then uh, they ran the table with us on that, that third and fourth quarter. But um, mm-hmm. it is what it is, man. KD is KD. Like, I can't even, I'm not even mad at this game, to be honest with you. He's nasty, bro. He, he's, he's reminding us why we wanted him. I ain't even going to lie to you. And for anybody who's saying
0: they ain't want him, you're lying. I wanted
1: him. Yeah. I wanted him too, man. I, I didn't want I didn't want Kyrie. 'Cause I, I Yeah, exactly
0: I didn't want Kyrie. <laughs> Me neither. Me neither.
1: I didn't want Kyrie. And shout out to Kathy. Shout out to Kathy. Kathy was like if Kyrie Ka, Ka, she was like, if Kyrie's part of the package, I don't want any of them. That's what she was on last 'cause Kyrie is a headache. She was on that type of time. She, she I w Yeah. Yeah. I I was almost willing to make the sacrifice to be honest with you. I was like, I don't know. Like I, it's like, I was
0: willing to because I was desperate, but I would have tried to finesse J. Ellis and and get Kemba. That was before, the, right?
1: Me know, too. The bad knee with, with Boston. Same thing. I was I was on the Kemba. I was on Kemba KD. But you know it is it is what it is. That they, they got him right now, and it, it's time for us to kind of move on and, and build. what We got hopefully yeah, we, of course, we got of Cam. We got Ob. We got Deuce. We got IQ. We got Star J. Yeah, we no, got no. Star J. We got oh, Star oh, J oh, in, oh, 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 <laughs> in the building. Exactly, exactly. We got those guys coming. We got yo, got Ellis, what's up?
0: Thanks for speaking, man. Thanks for speaking. Thanks for streaming. Keep cooking, boy. I'm gonna listen to what you got to say.
1: All right, all back. All right, all right. So salute to you, yo. Your <coughs> oh boy sick today too. Yo, chat. Let me know, man. Here's listen, listen, uh, KLC fam. This is what I'm thinking. End of the year, I want to have like a fan. I want to have a fan kind of round table thing at the end of the year. At the end of the season, mind you. We're at the end of the season. There's going to be no phone calls that day, right? But what I want is I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to send a little Zoom link. And if you want to come in and you want to talk, you come in and you talk and we'll have like 3 or 4 people who are watching. Come in and join the KOT show and talk with us, and do like a end of the season type of talk with you guys. I'm thinking uh, I want to switch it up and do something different and try that out for you guys. I know all these, I know there's like I know the, we have the fan favorite All Stars. You no know, Tellum is a is a fan favorite. We have Reaper over here who talks a lot. Uh, uh, R J. This guy R J. Shout out to R J. He's been he's been talking recently. Jason, Lower East Side. Jason, the people who, who call in on a regular. I'm I'm pretty sure y'all might be interested in that. But I want to do that. Uh have like switch it up and have like a KOT fan round table for you guys. Yeah, let me know if you if you're interested, put a put a five in the chat if you're interested in that. Put a five in the chat if you're interested in that. Alright. But shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to Mark, shout out to Talon Alejandro. Shout out to I'm Forever Fat Cash. Shout out to Jay Boogie. Shout out to Fritz. Shout out to Yik Yak, Rich Jim, Mullins Breaks is five, Fritz is five, Zentrix is five. Okay, okay. All right, so I'm, I'm going to set that up. I'm going to set that up. I'm trying. I'm going to try to set it up where we can have six people on at once. I'm going to try to set up where we can have six people on at once. Hey, whoever wants to join, join. All right? All right, let's go. Um, Also, the Knicks news, our, our... Julius Randle has been, like, a... Julius Randle is a conundrum. <laughs> Julius Randle is a conundrum, man. Like, I... All of a sudden... This kid is balling out, and he seems to have, like reinvented himself in a month. And it's funny because I'm watching the game yesterday and Doris Burke said something that, like, all of us have been thinking for one point or another. Because in the third quarter, right, these Nets make a push. The Nets make a push in the third quarter. And Julius Randle does what Julius Randle does, right? KD starts to drive to the hole. He's in help position, and instead of actually helping, he screams at another teammate because he wasn't the one to help him. And I'm just like, yo, Randall, like, you gotta stop doing this. Like, you gotta stop barking on teammates when it's your fault. It makes you look bad, like, and it's annoying because he has so much talent. But I feel like we're at like this weird crossroad where he's good enough to to recognize that he's good enough. but also it's like do you keep him or do you move him and I feel like a lot of the fans at this point don't trust him because of what happened in the first part of the season and they want to move on from him and at this point i've I've been on the fence about it for a long time I'm not even gonna lie but at this point I might be with it man I might be I might I'm His mental state kinda scares me, man. I might sell I, I might be trying to sell high on him on summer, man. I'm not even gonna lie, man. Especially if it means getting like a bigger star here. Or not even a bigger star, but like uh a, a more stable A more emotionally stable star who when the fourth quarter comes. can actually do something. That would be ideal. I, don't, I, I know that might not be, you know, it could be a pipe dream. I've already seen a Donovan Mitchell. Rumors happening. That's what we're all hoping for, but you just never know, right? We, I'm not bitch, I'm not banking on that, but you just don't know. But that's what I'm hoping for. All right. I see NHS's missed turn down extension right after the trade deadline. Mitch, if he's smart, won't sign for four years. Two years boost his stock, get with a team that lets him freestyle a little bit, and they get paid big in two years. Fritz, I agree with you. If I'm Mitch, I'm doing a two-year deal. The only reason I wouldn't do a two-year deal for, if I'm Mitch is injury. Because his injury history, like he also has to bank on himself not getting injured because he's kind of nicked up every year. You know what I'm saying? Nick says Mitch turned down an extension right after the trade deadline. Um, Ian Begley reported that the Knicks, that, um, Ian Begley reported that the number that they were kind of looking for was four years, 48 million. And the Knicks didn't even come close to that number. So to me, that says the Knicks seem like they're trying to lowball him. Maybe it's maybe it's a tactic, maybe he's just trying to see what he gets out there in the free market. But um, right now he's playing his best basketball in the contract year, so the market can be very favorable favorable for him. So we got to see. Mullins breaks in Tire says to move Noel's contract. Do we have to include a pick? Ah, quite possibly, man. Like what's what's looking going Although, wait, his his contract actually might be an expiring. If we take a look. <laughs> I'm pulling up right now. So as of right now, the Oil makes $9 million, And I'm going to share the screen real quick with you guys. Nerlens Noel base salary 9 million for 22 and 22 2023 and 9 million uh this is a a team option for 2023 2024 so depending on when we move him I feel like if we wait Until the trade deadline next season, we won't have to really give up anything because he's an expiring deal. You know what I mean? So there's a possibility we might be able to finagle that. There's a possibility we might be able to finagle that. I definitely don't want to lose a pick for, for sure. Alright, man. Shout out to the chat, man. Shout out to Trevor McKenzie and everybody else who's rocking with the K.O.T. show. Was there anything else I wanted to touch on? Uh, The last second shot. I saw some talk about R.J. Barrett and they didn't know. They know we needed a three and they were kind of confused on why he didn't take the three at the last second. And I kind of understand it because if you're watching R.J. Barrett and if you're watching that play, R.J. Barrett has a step back. And he felt like they were playing him for that three. So I think he was, what he was trying to do was trying to drive inside the three-point line and then get to that step back. And tie the game up that way before he could get to the step back they fouled him i think that's what he was trying to do uh now it didn't work but you know that's what he was really trying to do and at the end of the day like like we said this this game has to do with just needing a point guard or needing a guy who can finish and the closest thing we have to that is rj barrett i wish we kind of went to him a little bit more at the end to be honest with you um even when he's missing, I feel like him going to the hole kind of creates uh, offensive rebounding opportunities. So I feel like that's pretty much our best. That's our best get. Like even when with Randall cooking and him have shooting fifty two percent from the field, Randall goes left primarily for the most part. Gordon Dragic was forcing him left, and he and for for some reason this is the one time that Randall chooses to go right and and commits an offensive foul and commits a turnover which is interesting to me so we really need a closer uh we got another caller up though what's going shout out to big reaper big reaper let us know um what do you want to talk about sir
2: hey what's up man thanks for taking my call i'm glad you guys were on tonight yeah, uh man. you know yeah so um you know it was uh yesterday overall i'm glad they kind of fought You know, but mostly I felt like on offensive end. You know, Fournier he kind of had one of those games where he just kind of kept us in it. Yeah. Until Julius picked it uh, picked it up a little bit, and uh, you know, I'm kind of glad they made it interesting. You know, Um, I wish you know again, I wish the young guys would have played a little more. It's so funny though that I think it was I don't know if it was second or third quarter when he had Taj Gibson in there. Yeah. (laughs) One of those oversized matchups. And it was like, why is he in there? But anyway. He did correct it, which I was happy about.
1: Me too.
2: I was actually surprised that he actually ended up correcting it. Uh, a lot of times, if it feels earlier this season he wouldn't have done that. Um, so we we are seeing some minor changes here and there, uh, you know. So, but I'm afraid overall he's he's still the same guy, the same coach, sort of, and you know, he's going to have the same tendencies. Um, so with the R.J. Barrett, like you know, want to say something about R.J. Barrett and also Julius Randle. R.J. Barrett. He's been actually, if you look, he's actually been in a little bit of a uh, shooting funk again. Yep. Um, you know, it, oh, For the season, RJ is shooting barely 42%. I mean, obviously that's a problem. Um, it's something he really needs to keep working on and try to improve his efficiency. Uh, he might be at 43 now, but but he's still not shooting very well for the year. And he's kind of like, you know, he's kind of like taking a step back in terms of efficiency. Yep. Uh, but he, he he has improved. I'm not going to say he's not improving. However, um, Julius Randle is not the person for him to be looking up to if he's thinking about, like, you know, because for for the team to be good, you know, he needs to be an efficient player, you know. He has to do basically what the season Julius Randle had last year. He wasn't extremely efficient, but he was just – he kind of – Julius Randle was kind of like just kind of made the hurdle. Like he shot almost 46% last year. He was like 45.5%.
1: Right. So
2: he kind of got over that, you know – he uh, kind of got over that. That's where you kind of have to be. And then, you know, the team has to have like a pretty solid defense, like, you know, try to hold teams under like 44% shooting overall. Uh, and so he, Julius did that last year, but, you know, he wasn't, but I think last year was probably Julius' most, probably, well, it definitely was his best year. Efficiency wise, I'm not sure, but it was definitely his best year. But RJ Barrett does not want to look to Julius Randle as an example in terms of, like, like for you to survive in this league, for your team to be good, you have to be very efficient. And he needs to work on being an efficient basketball player and an efficient scorer.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, um, for for this month, March, March, Julius Randle's averaging, like, 45% in March from the field. 43% from free three so in, uh, in March so far. So he's—March has been his month. <laughs> March has definitely been his month. This is the close—this is, like, last year's Julius Randle.
2: In March. But how many but how many uh, interesting, how many games is that in March actually?
1: How many games is sure that in March? Uh,
2: in March, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm not sure if they're back. I feel like it's been like six or six I feel like it's been six games or so. I can look that up real quick right now.
2: Actually, you know what? It's crazy. Actually I have it up. <laughs> it's like, so March second to uh to today. You're right. Well, he's shooting 44 point... Well, there might be a rounding error. So it says what I have, 44.5, but it's probably a rounding error. So you're probably right. It's probably around 45%. Mm -hmm. He's shooting for the year. I mean, for for March. For March, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, what's crazy. So I did look at... But if you look at the 10 games, you know, um, and the 10 games, the last 10 games kind of goes into February, he's shooting... About forty-one percent. Mm. So it was like the previous few, the few games before that, he was like shooting thirteen percent. You know, forty right, <laughs> he was like thirty percent. The forty-six so, percent game, yeah. the forty-six
1: point game, helped tremendously. He, like he, he started off with a yeah. forty-six point game in March, so that helped a lot, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: so I guess that's kind of one of the other thing I wanted to get to about Julius. Well, actually, I wanted to say. Uh, R.J., since he's trying to be the man, I have noticed his defense has dropped off. He since he's sort of like trying to take the role as as the man. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the other thing. I feel like, you know, I, it's, it's two things. I think obviously the, the coach is playing them way too many minutes, number one. Yeah. They need to cut their minutes, needs to be down to like 32, 33, if you want these guys to be two-way players, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the second thing, too, is, like, I don't know, man. I just feel like, you know, he shouldn't be, like, the game yesterday. I mean, there was one play that kind of jumps into my head yesterday. When our, you know, Julius was so bad on uh, KD. He showed no heart at all against yeah. KD to start the game. I mean, like, it was crazy. KD took his heart. Normally, uh, normally Julius is yeah. pounding his chest, chirpy. But yesterday he had no words. And it was like I, I he mean, wasn't he... even trying to make. KD
1: feel like he was there. I, I'm not even. I'm. And, not, I'm. The first. You know what? I'll give Julius some bail for the, the third. I, I I said for the third quarter. Yes. I feel like he, the third quarter. I feel like he, Randall gave him in the third quarter. The first quarter. I feel like KD. They just ran some screens and he just kind of got mollywob because KD is KD. Like third quarter though. I feel like yeah. KD, he kind of just looked at him, run him up, and didn't really show any resistance. It, it was so it wasn't
2: even that bad. so basically after it was so bad they switched rj onto kd right? right yeah um and then julius wasn't even stopping anyone else like he had people he'll be in the lane hands up i mean like people were just scoring on on julius right and left so even as far as being able to challenge shots being a challenge opponent shooting He's even, like, doing – he was terrible at that yesterday. It was, like, extremely surprising. He had, like, on the defensive end, he showed no heart yesterday. Um, To me, look, I'm not trying to, you know – look, I'm not trying to, like, you know, uh, just beat up on on Julius, but I think people – the last few games he's had, people are kind of getting it twisted because, like, you can cherry-pick some numbers and make it seem like, oh, you know – I'm not saying you're purposely cherry-picking – Mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, march, okay, he shot forty five percent last ten games he's shooting forty one percent last twenty he's shooting forty two percent the last thirty games he's shooting forty one percent the whole season he's shooting forty two percent so yeah
1: there... i'm I'm just looking at trends I'm just looking at trends to be honest like, it's like i do that with r j yeah. too like r j last month it's like r oh, j's the man this month r j he's been he's been you know he's averaging twenty four a game, but I feel like the numbers are dipping a little bit so it, I look, at, I I look, at, I mean, latest, look at latest trends, pretty much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean? It's definitely good to do that. I definitely agree with you on that.
2: Um, it, it, it's just, you know, I just feel like a lot of people are thinking like, like he's playing. Look, I mean, it's good to look at the trends, but, you know, I, I, I agree with that. It's just also we want to, Kind of keep it in perspective and look at like you know just kind of take a step back and look at how it's looking like let's say you know to over the course of the season even the last 20, 10, 20, 30 games to see what's really happening, um, and it, it's just like it just you know I'm just I'm just a little concerned about it. I just hope he doesn't you know because let's say he tries to close strong and then they change their mind. I mean like he's already showed his hand who he is. Right. I, I just think you know uh, they shouldn't you know like oh you know he did close a little stronger. And I just feel like, you know, a, a lot of – I think some guys inadvertently maybe, you know, kind of taking cues from him, you know. I'm not saying they're purposely trying to be like, you know, Julius, but, I mean, he's the vet on the team, and he's the best player, the most talented on their team, the most productive on the team. They're naturally going to be taking cues on certain things from him, and I just think he's, you know, it's just really, really bad for the team.
1: Well, um, yes, I mean, yeah, I guess. But I, I kind of feel like RJ's doing the opposite, to be honest. I feel like he's trying to anyway. I feel like he's trying to anyway. I'm not sure if he's always um, successful at it. Because, like, even though, like, the game before, RJ was calling people out for not passing the ball um, versus the Grizzlies. I, f- I feel like he was anyway. Like, he didn't call people out I mean, particularly, mm. but he made a comment that said they share the ball and they find joy in other people's success. And it felt weird to me that he said that. Oh, yeah, for the
2: second team. He was, yeah, you saying that about the second team. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Right. And then, but then if you look at that game, RJ wasn't passing the ball that game. He was playing a little bit selfish. And not, not to say he's the yeah. only one. And, and in general, RJ's assist percentage has gone up. So I'm not saying in general he is. True. But that game, that game uh, in particular, I feel like he was playing a little bit selfish.
2: Um, I feel like on a defensive end, I feel like he sort of, I feel like he might be taking cue from, inadvertent from Randall. He sees like, oh, you know what? Um, he take Randall takes plays off. Maybe this is how I have to do it to be a little more efficient on the offensive end. Look, I don't know. It just—I don't know if it really works. Maybe it does, but it's not really working for RJ because his efficiency has kind of gone down a little bit, and yeah. he's been taking taken—he's taking, he's been taking plays off on the defense man. There was one play they showed a couple of times. It was towards the end of the game. I think he was playing pretty decent in Durant or something. I can't remember what happened, and then kind of late in the shot clock or something. Durant kind of popped out to the three-point line. And RJ kind of took his eyes off of KD, and it was like, why? What? Like, what are you looking at? KD's got fifty points or whatever it is, and you decide to take your eyes off. I just, you know. So I'm not gonna blame RJ for that, man.
1: Like that's that's one of those things where KD relocates, like they were. (laughs) KD relocates, people are scrambling. Like I, I'm not gonna blame RJ for that, man. Look, I'm not trying
2: to say i am not trying to say, you know, he would stop KD from scoring at that point, but it's just kinda like it's just uh, an example of what's been happening with R J the last like I want to say ten games or more. I mean we don't want maybe people may not want to really I well, I don't know, but like it's um he's been taking plays off on the right. defensive end. He hasn't been playing the same. His defensive stats has actually gone gone uh gotten worse the last ten games. Because if I remember so, correctly I yeah. feel like
1: Burks was Recovering to him, and then he kind of switched off, and that's why RJ switched. I think I think that's the play you're talking about, but I but I have to like replay the whole game. But I feel like there was like a rotation yeah. issue, um, because you know, cause um, they were doubling. So when you're doubling, they were doubling to get the ball out of his hands. So when you're doubling to get the ball out of their, their, their hands, then there's one player open. Mm-hmm. So you got to recover back to the player. So like, and then it kind of leads when you so when you start to rotate. There's usually one person open for, like, a second or when you're getting your defense back together or whatever. So I kind of feel like that's what happened. That's why I'm not going yeah. I'm, to... I'm not, not going to really blame um, him for that, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's
2: it's possible. I didn't, like, look at it close enough. Uh, But, you know, the last thing I wanted to say, too, is just, like, look, I mean, you look at this team, Um, it, like, there's just no one who gets, like, a lot of men. There's no one on this team that gets... Um, like, 18 to 20 minutes That shooting, like, even over 42%. You know, it's, like, everyone on this team that gets a lot of minutes is shooting, like, under 40, that's, 42 that's except good. for Mitch.
1: That's talent, man. I mean, that's talent, man.
2: <laughs> and so it's just, like, the thing is, um, it's just, I don't know, the coach doesn't really see it and doesn't want to see it. Uh, but, you know, and I was, you know, I was – a little. I was. I was kind of tough on Obi last year. Not really tough, but like, I, you know, he was rookie, or whatever. But dude, you look at these guys. These guys' efficiency. You need players on the court who's shooting over fifty percent. If you don't have efficient players on the court, and you got Obi, and you're playing him only like eight minutes a game, um, I think he doesn't want to do it because like we don't have a point guard, and he's afraid, and that it may not work. But Obi makes good decisions. He doesn't play outside himself a lot of times. And so he just, the coach needs to make that decision and play some gut, play Obie. He's like the only other person um, who's shooting, I'm not saying play Obi 30 minutes a game, but you got to give him like at least 20 minutes a game. You need players yeah, that I mean, are efficient. Yeah, I mean. Like everyone is like 42% and lower, you know?
1: Yeah, I, so, I, I.
2: I mean, that stuff helps.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree. And you know what? Uh, yo, thanks for calling. Cause I know I got Jay Boogie waiting someone again, man. Yeah. But, but, but thanks. Right. Yo, thanks for calling. Um. me <laughs> All right. But I, I kind of agree with you there. but I understand. I I'm for Team Obi. I want Obi to get time. I've always wanted to get, wanted him to get 10 15 get like 15 20 minutes a game. I kind of under understand his limitations though. Like sometimes when he plays a lot more minutes and they start to play him they start to play him for the shot and they pack the paint, so I I do understand that. And that's sometimes why they take him out. But I I don't care. I like I want him to play. But I also want them to use him correctly, too. Like, I don't want them to just kind of have him being limited to a spot up three point shooter. Like, he's a guy who can catch lobs and dunk the ball. Like, he should be involved more in picking roles or something. Like, I, I still, in the beginning of the season, he was actually involved in picking roll within like the first one, for two, the first month or two. He was getting the ball in the spots where he can do something with the ball. And then as the season went went by, and it got to February and March, they stu- they picked they put them in the corner again like they did last year. And I thought we turned the corner in the way we were using Obi, but I feel like we regressed. Um, but it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Uh, next call up, we got my guy Jay Boogie. <laughs> Salute, 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 three capital S's. Yeah. JL, how you doing, my brother? Yeah man, it's been a minute, J Boogie. What's going on, bro? <laughs>
3: hey man, I'm always in your chat though, man. Keep doing your thing, man. You know what I'm saying? You're still doing your thing. That's what's more important than anything, man. Y'all hit them like buttons, man. It's the like buttons is down, man. Show the man some support, some love, man. You know what I'm saying? You're typing. your friendship typing and everything. You're texting. <laughs> hit that like button. It's right there in the same area. Hit that for sort the of bag. You know what I'm saying? Show the brother some love. He ain't asking for so much. Absolute. This is my biggest issue, and this is my biggest thing, and this is what I'll be speaking upon. Okay. I can't wait for the season to be over with done with it. Mm. Let it be gone. Let it go to history. Put it in the past. (laughs) My biggest thing right now, I'm on Leon Rose. I'm on him real, real heavy. Mm. Leon Rose, all this is on you. This is up to you. You must nail this draft pick. You must go get us a point guard. You must add that to the equator. You came to this organization with a clean slate. We can say what we want about Mills and all that, but when he when he left here, the, the slate was clean. Yeah. You had cap space. You had draft picks. You had everything. Everything laid out for you, and you came here and totally crashed. You missed out on so much. You missed out drafting that boy Payne in Memphis. You even missed out drafting that boy Bones because you wanted what. He, what, he, he kind of reminded you all quickly and what way, what, what, where, how. How does him and Quick even compare? It is no comparison. You don't have no point guard on this team. All you you didn't you didn't you didn't draft RJ. You didn't sign Julius. You did none of that right there. You don't blew the trades, you know what I'm saying? All you did was went for a hometown story and brought us a guy over here that everybody knew to get rid of him because his knees was bad. And then you gave Evan Fournier, a base player, a whole bunch of money when you could have held on to that money like you did last year. See, last year at the end of the season, we was all, okay, he got some extra money, so he going to spread it out amongst the team. So you knew what you was doing with that money. But then the next year came and that pressure came up yeah. on you. You flunked the test. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, Leon, you need to get this situated and get this right. And everybody keep talking about t- Tom going somewhere. Understand, Tom got a five-year deal with a three-year guarantee. He's guaranteed for three years. So all that keeps talking about Tom, get up out of here. Unless Tom say he want to out of here on his third year, Tom is not going nowhere. But Leon, you need to get this situation thing here right, man. Get us a point guard in here, and then we'll feel like you've done something. But you have not done anything besides bring your man Worldwide Wide West over here that'll make Don't a world, world, world mess. But Davey, Ben told you that. Get the situation right in New York for us to feel happy and appreciate about a move that you make. Because so far, you have done no moves at yep. all. And in one move, you should have failed. You failed, you should have. Ben gave um, you should have been gave Nick that money. A year ago, you should have gave it to him. You would had him for cheap, but now his stock don't win up because other people want him on his team and he's supposed to hold out and see how much money he can get. And if y'all want me, you need to match the contract, but you're not going to do that because when it comes to getting a player, keeping a player, we know Leon don't want to keep the player. The same draft pick that you kept in hold while we don't have Lonzo ball. You know what I'm saying? We ain't forgot about that neither. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you held on to some picks and didn't want to trade an extra to pick to get us a point guard, and we're supposed to be the Mecca of basketball, but we don't have a point guard, but we we grew up with the sick handles in the park, that's why they call us the Mecca, so what are you going to do, now Mitch, you're going to let him walk out the door, then you see play, see him play that high screen and roll, and KD, they, they go by him, and he blocked the shot like my yeah. man said mm-hmm. earlier in the chat when he was talking, you know what I'm saying, you did not see that, the potential the man got, I tell you what you do, it's three C's that's past us, that you know, we not we didn't play good all along this this year, but it's three seeds that's passers. And I'm going to tell you, it's Chicago, Cleveland, and Charlotte. All three of them passers. I tell you what, Detroit Pistons is on deck. And right now, the Wizards are still in front of us. Mess around and let Mitch go to somebody like Detroit and let them walk up out of our gym, because you want to, you know what I'm saying, just keep playing games up in our office. Let them go up out of here and see where we be. We have no rim protector. Stop trying to say Sims and that man is a comparison. It's not a comparison. Sims are even know how to play basketball yet. He's just an athlete. But he's on his way. He's up and coming. But while we got this man right here, um holding down the center, holding down the middle the best way he can, you need to go ahead and give that man a couple of dollars, you know what I'm saying? And show with some appreciation. Cause don't forget he broke up in the first game he seen up against Capella. You seen how big he was. Yeah. He don't stop to shut down Pella every time we don't play them this That's year. The and we see him one more time. That's why we was missing, missing. That's why a lot of people last year were saying if Mitch would have been here last year in the playoff, it would have been a different story. Yeah. Now Mitch is here and he's showing you that I'm right here ready to go. You know, you need to go ahead and pay that man. It's not that man's fault. You don't have no big man, no big man on the bench working that can work out with the big guys down low, give him fundamentals, give him footwork, give him jump shots, give him um, jump hooks and all that. We don't have nobody to up, up his game, but he's ready to go. Let him walk out the gym to go to somebody like Detroit. When they got K and them young boys ready to go and see how far we go, back, yeah, man. God yeah. bless you all. Y'all stay healthy and safe, man. I love y'all in the chat. Y'all the most loyalest people. Y'all ain't fans. Y'all loyal people. You That's know exactly. what I'm saying? We still represent this orange and blue to the fullest, no matter what. We we die hard with them and we live good with them. When the team is playing bad, we here. When the team playing good, we here. That's your loyalty. That's y'all exactly. that people have inside
1: this chat. God bless you. Stay healthy and safe. Salute, salute, salute. Three capital S. Jay Boogie the preacher you already know what he does man you already know what he does man you already know man yeesh phone lines are on fire right now We gotta let that cool off a little bit because Jay boogie just came over here and torched the place and set the whole place on fire man I don't even know where to start with that because he hit on a whole bunch of, of, of important topics man he hit everywhere he, he hits you with the point guard he hits you with the center he hits you with Sims, Mitch Robinson, hits you with Leon Rose, hits you with a bunch of everything, man. All, all And spit and nothing but facts. Nothing but facts. Leon Rose is on the clock, man. He's right. Leon Rose is on the clock. Last season was the honeymoon season. Nobody expected us to be there. No one thought we were going to make the fourth seed. We made the fourth seed. This season, we failed to kind of build on what, the success we had last season. We needed a point guard. And you're absolutely right. We failed to get in the point guard. We didn't draft one. We didn't get Lonzo Ball here because he cost too much money. Instead of putting, get, putting that money on Lonzo, we ended up uh, putting the money on Fournier. Uh, we ended up getting Kemba Walker here. Uh, Major L's. Major L's on both calls. So, Leon Rose, is, is, he's absolutely right, man. Leon Rose is on the clock. And the time is ticking on Nick of Time. Like, we need a point guard. We definitely need a point guard. And I'm really interested to see where he goes from now on because assuming we make the play-in and get swept out the first round or don't make the play-in at all, what direction are we going to go in next season with the way this season went? Because you have Julius Randle who played like buns for the first few months. And then came on last season, so you can't... Then he comes on the last couple of months, so you feel like you can't trust the guy. You have a bunch of young guys who deserve to play. You have Cam Reddish, who's been injured, but he needs that running where he's showing superstar potential. And you have Alec Burksy, you have Derrick Rose, you have Evan Fournier, you have Kemba Walker, you have a bunch of guys who's expiring who need who needs to... Kind of sit down and be so these young guys can put to play. We're in an interesting position right now because we have not really picked a direction. we kind of playing the fence, halfway doing the rebuild, halfway playing the kids. It might be time, man. Might be time to pick a direction for real. And just like that, see, Jay Boogie spits facts and the lights go out. You see how that goes? Salute to the chat, man. Shows Everybody's rocking with the KOT show. Um, next game up. The next game, I believe the next game is going to be Wednesday. Which is tomorrow. I'm trying to get the lights right on real quick. So definitely turn in tomorrow, the Knicks are playing, hold on, let me check the schedule real quick, hold on, let me check the schedule, hold on a second, the old school with the lights, J J Boogie turned the lights off the way he was preaching today, man. Tomorrow we got the Trailblazers. The Trailblazers is a winnable game. Next next few games, Trailblazers could be a win. Wizards could be a win. Utah tricky. Hawks could be a win again. Hornets. In the next five games, three games are people were chasing. So we could make some headway between this week and the twenty third. And t- so tomorrow's an important game. Tomorrow's definitely an important game. We owe Portland one because we blew a Portland game, if I remember correctly. Rich Jim, Rich Jim says we need talent. Forget about the play-in. I believe you, man. Yeah, I, 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 I want to forget about the play-in, Rich Jim, but I already know they're not going to forget about the play-in. They're going to try to win. (laughs) Which is why I'm looking at the schedule the way I'm looking at it. Because I already know what's going to happen. They're going to try to win. But we do need talent. We do need talent. But I also know too the lottery odds are set up in in such a way. Where tanking doesn't really guarantee you talent. Portland is Wednesday. Today is Monday. Yo, Yo, shout out to Fritz, man. I'm so used to games being every other day. Then I thought it was uh, Tuesday in my mind. So, all right, no postgame tomorrow on Tuesday. Wednesday, we'll be back to talk about the Knicks Portland. If you like the show, please hit the like button, subscribe button. Today was a little bit unconventional. It was the day after the game. So I felt like the the way we kind of even craft the show was a little bit different than usual. Um, But shout out to everybody who called in. And we will be back Wednesday, all right? So that is our show. It should be me and Ryan G Wednesday Raw. Shout out to Raw. Raw's daughter's Raw's uh, daughter's birthday was Sunday, so shout out to Raw. And Raw is not available on Wednesday, so it'll be me and it should be me and Ryan on Wednesday talking Nick's basketball on Portland. All right. So that is our show. You already know what to do. Follow us on all social media. That is the Nicka Time Show on Twitter. The Nick of Time Show on Instagram. follow us on facebook as well at the nick of time show you can listen to us on all social media you can listen to us on soundcloud itunes google play stitcher and you can check our blog at the nick of time Show.com and get our merch there as well like these kot has all right that is our show man thank you guys for supporting us as always and uh yo thanks for you guys for being patient while we had to deal with the technical difficulties our computer's been uh Technology's been kind of kicking, uh, kicking our butts this week, so shout out to you guys. And as always, shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, right That's our show. We out of here. Peace. New York, New York, big city of
0: dreams. I'm coming, coming, coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.